Plenty of time for Stroud. Directing receivers, flips it to the end zone, caught, touchdown! Marvin Harrison Jr. making a huge impact. Milton taking a shot downfield, he's got a man open, and it's into the arms of Squirrel White. Nix, pump fake, takes off, out of the clear, Bo Nix, there he goes, he won't be caught, he's done it again! What's going on guys, it's Zach again, I'm back to host the Burning the Red Shirt podcast. Um, of course, I've got Chris K and Andrew Katz with me. We couldn't do this without all three of us being present. So um, they found time. Actually, I found time in my busy schedule to do this. So um, Chris and Andrew, how are you guys doing? Better now. It's good to see you. Good to see that you're alive and kicking. Yeah. Yeah. Soccer and I'm helping coach my kids soccer team. I'm actually refing soccer games now too mm-hmm. so i've got a lot going on have you uh, thrown more kids out than drafts you've had this off season which one's higher i've only thrown one kid out and it was it, you can't even give cards at this age that's how young they were so it was a u8 game and i had told the kid i said look you gotta quit slide tackling like he's taking people <laughs> out right and i said look you gotta stop so of course naturally five minutes later he does it again so i'm like all right i gotta go talk to the coach and say look he's i got if he does it again i'm gonna have to he's gonna have to sit because i'm not gonna get other kids hurt you know whatever i swear to you it's like he made it a mission to go out there and just take the next kid out and i said okay no (laughs) he's out he's done so was his name andrew or what (laughs) that's that's something andrew would do it but is how no, I was. So, I was so dirty as a soccer player. <laughs> but no, it's it was it's actually an experience. Like you actually see things from a different lens because not just literally, but like when you when you watch a game. Like if you're a coach, you you know you, you see it because you want your your team to succeed. But at the same time, like you're like, okay, yeah, that was actually a good call. I would have called that. Like you see it differently than you would just being a spectator. And I assume that's with probably every sport, if you ref football or if you ref basketball or whatever. So anyway, um, Andrew. What's up? What's up? <laughs> no, I'm, do- I'm doing good. Um, I- I've had the point hit the point in the calendar where I feel that there is I've run out of time to do all the things that I told myself I was going to do to kind of step up my game in the offseason projects that I want to work on, things that I want to do to kind of for better better prepare myself for the season almost none of it got done instead i just got a lot of action down in various formats without uh kind of improving my game so whatever T- time for the lights right. to go on and let, let's uh let's gamble let's 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 start the games yeah so it's funny like over the summer you know i, I was kind of like jumping in jumping out with the college football stuff I'd, I'd catch the big stuff but like a lot of the 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 little transfers I'd miss. Like, oh, when did he transfer? Oh, that happened back in April. I had no idea that happened. And I was like trying to like speed run, trying to catch up on everything. So I have a I was, crazy like, one. Do what? I have a crazy one that I found out yesterday. Okay, go with it. What is it? Do you know what school Dylan McDuffie's at? The kid who went from Buffalo to Georgia Tech? He's at no. Kansas? Yeah. I totally missed yeah. that one. I had no yeah, idea. Crazy, someone, yeah, someone took him in the Big 12 draft that Jared's running and – blew your mind (laughs) i I had no idea where he was (laughs) so it's funny because i made like this big spreadsheet mainly for myself because i was like well if i type it in i'll kind of just remember it um but then you guys signed me up for a a best ball draft because you said we're not doing it we've done like 14 each so zach you can have it and i'm like i have no idea who to take and i i thought i did pretty well actually because like all these guys that I took as like flyers are actually like winning jobs and stuff. I'm thinking, okay, this is great. <laughs> I might actually turn out and win something here. But um, you know, we did our you know our BTR dynasty supplemental draft what, a few weeks ago, um, and then we just finished our our long running was it nine years? I think somebody said, yeah, nine Crazy years. Yeah, our dynasty supplemental, and this honestly was probably the. You know, I normally kind of stress about like, oh, who am I going to take and everything. This year, I, I didn't really think too much about it. I was like, I, I was actually in a pretty good position with my team, and 
you know, I was like, I'll just take whoever falls to me at this point. Like I'm at the 15th spot out of 20. Like I'm not going to get any of the top quarterbacks. So I'll just take the best player that falls to me. And that's just kind of what it did. It was like stress-free for the most part. It doesn't get stressful till you get to like the round 10 where you're like, wow, I've got eight guys I really like. Who do I take? Do I need another a 15th running back or do I need another wide receiver that I know probably won't ever start for me? But you guys know that same struggle too. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I treated our draft very similarly this year. I just uh, took kind of boring, proven uh, veteran veterans or guys that I feel like I can count on for some production this year and didn't really mess around with freshmen too much in this draft. Um, I, dude, I, I was gonna, I, I almost hit you up, hit you two up, uh, the other day. And I was, I was thinking, I was like, when is our BTR dynasty draft? I have no memory of it at all. And but then I looked at the team and I was like, I remember, I feel like I was more active in the draft this year than I had been over the first year of our, our, our triumvirate. Uh, you were. Yeah. But I, I have no memory of the draft itself. So, so if, if people don't know, like we, we have a, uh, a dynasty team that we all three share. Uh, it's uh, 16 teams, right? I think it's 16. And we all share it. So when we make picks, we all kind of try to agree on the pick. So if it's split, like if it's a two to one split, it usually that's who we go with. But um, it's funny because you'll in our chat, I was like, Chris is like, you guys had the last two picks. I'm getting this one. <laughs> <laughs> so very scientific. But um, no, it, it's actually kind of neat because it's the, it's the first dynasty I've ever done like shared with somebody. So it's it's definitely good because you have different perspectives on on things, especially for me this year. I haven't really been as read up on things as you guys have been. So um, it was actually good. But of course, you guys let me get the, my little pity picks that I want. And you're like, all right, fine. Zach can get his guy. All the Boise picks are Zach's guys. Just to you know, I didn't pick very many of those, so let's make that clear. Did we take that one running back? Didn't didn't we get Breezy? I think we did. Okay. So there we go. What about the receiver? Don't you like that receiver for them? You need to hush your mouth. We're not we're not revealing secrets on this podcast. No, I didn't take him in the in our dynasty. It. um, I do like him. As far as. You know, this year he he might get some run, but I don't think he's actually gonna significantly contribute. Um, Prince, I you know I, it's funny because it's spelled S T R A C H A N, and I'm like I don't know how to pronounce that, and I saw it, it's Strawn. Clearly, right? And I said, oh, that makes sense, right? Prince Strawn is how you would pronounce his name. Anyway, well, I don't I don't think we'll need to worry about saying no. You, you're while. gonna take him. Well. Um, so, you know, we don't want to be on here for an hour and a half. Like you guys did some of those preview pods, which I want to give you guys some, a lot of props for that, because I was telling these guys before we went live here that I listened to those, like I get to edit them and put them out for everybody to listen to, but I don't actually listen all the way through until it's already published. So, um, I'll listen to them and I'm just listening to it. Like I would just, why why do you do it like that? Why do you do it like that? Like the the fake, the fake editing where we know you're not really taking it seriously, and then you go back and listen later on. No, I it's funny because I when I edit, I'll listen to it as I'm editing. So however far I get into the the pod, it might be 10, 15 minutes. But if okay. it's an hour and a half, I'm not going to sit there and listen to the whole thing unless you guys tell me, hey, there's about forty five minutes in. You know, Andrew, string of Yeah, right. They said, do you want to bleep them out or not? And yeah. it's just kind of depends on how I'm feeling. But um, fair. So then like the next day when it's live, I'll have a chance to sit down and listen to it. And like, I listen to it thinking like, man, these guys are actually pretty good. They actually know what they're talking about. And I'm, and I forget that I'm actually a part of the podcast. It's, but they did great. All the guests they had were great. Um, you know, if they, I was, I was questioning like whether I even need to come back on here. So let's put you on the spot, Zach. Uh-huh. What was, was your, the best? What was, which Who, one was your favorite? Um, Froton was good. I it should, honestly it should have been better. That one should have been no, better. It, yeah, I, but, I mean, I, it was good. I, I have no um, complaints about it. Um, I liked the one with with Kyle. That one was good. He's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, yeah that's that. fair. Take that. <laughs> that was a good. Put one. that one in my back pocket and remember it, Zach. 
Oh yeah, you weren't on that one. That's right. <laughs> no, I had a shit ass. Um, day you know, week. and it might it, it really might be because when I edited that one, I had a lot of fun editing that one. Dude, you edit the fucking so- that the song. Yeah, wasn't that great? Yeah. Nate was actually like good too. one of a million. Yeah, no, it was it was entertaining pod. Like I catch myself just laughing throughout the pod. That's that's good. So, all right. Well, enough about all of that. Let's go ahead and jump into week zero because that's what people really probably care about, right? Like we got what seven games? One, two, three, four, seven. Um, is there any matchup that you guys think that that's a must must watch? Whether it's just entertainment or or fantasy. I mean, you're going to watch all of them at some point, I'm sure. But is there one that jumps out at you? Do you or I'm putting you on the spot. Have you even looked at the week zero schedule? Can you name them all, Chris? Uh, probably, but I would prefer not to try. Do I need uh, to read them out? It's Navy, Notre Dame, Jacksonville yeah. State, UTEP, San Jose State, USC, New Mexico State, UMass. Uh, Hank. Hank. Missing one or two. I I missed so, the last one or two. So you got Ohio. Hawaii San, plays Vandy. Yeah. Oh, Hawaii. Vandy, Hawaii. Or I'm sorry. Ohio, yeah. San Diego State. So of those matchups, which one is the most intriguing of them? For I think whatever like the reason. USC one. I think the USC one to me is one of the most, if not the most intriguing. I mean, it's the biggest team, but like they have like a million receivers. All I've talked about this offseason is like which USC receiver to draft and like how I think like they're good values. It'll be interesting to actually see it in person. We're all Cordero fans. We're low key Kyrie Robinson fans. Which, by the way, I saw that Lockhart wasn't at practice, hasn't been at practice. Did you read that? Yeah. So that's also interesting too is like we get like a, like a do or die situation in week zero, which is just like the best thing ever, right? And DFS is like you get to make or break your slate in one player. They priced him so low. It's just like one, it's gonna be one hell of a day. He plays and goes for 200. Like, he yeah, practice in a month and he's gonna show up. Well, he had one. a, I, it doesn't make sense to me. He had a cast last week, he had a cast on his arm last week, and then he's not at practice. How does he play? Maybe it's just some gamesmanship. Yeah, what injury, what PTs do we have? What doctors yeah. and nurses do we have? I need to know what could happen to your arm where you have a cast and then you could be good the next, like, 10 days later. As a wide receiver. as Yeah, you use your hands. Yeah. Typically. Like, yeah, like a linebacker and just put a club on it and just go, right? Like, wide receiver kind of needs both hands to catch the ball. So, yeah, I don't know. Andrew, how uh, do you feel about that? What's yeah. your vibe on the locker situation? He's not. I don't think he's playing. Um, I, I feel like this is also the kind of game where I kind of roll into it, like how I want to create my my teams and initially just figure out kind of spread the wealth, then like uh, grab a bunch of kind of all the studs, and then I end up jamming 100% Caleb in the end. And he plays a half and only gets like 30 points and I, I don't cash any of my lineups. So that makes me kind of like, I've played that, that scenario before in the past, like, and it's like, the it's so annoying, right? The, the, the team scores 42 points in the first half. The quarterback is responsible for four of the touchdowns. They don't get the yards because they're just going up and down the field. Right. And it's not like you're getting 10, 15 drive. Not 15 is too many, but like 10 drives with them. Maybe you're only getting like six or seven because they just score every time they have the ball. And the yards don't pile up in the ways that allow you to hit the the bonuses. And maybe they don't that there's a defensive touchdown in there and the running backs get a touchdown or two. And it just doesn't it's not just not not a bunkers fancy day. So I'm toying with the idea of just full fading him. Um, but the question becomes then, okay, is that mean I need I need to put all my faith in Rourke's knee? Or uh, Hank not being a basket case, um, right? Like the other, it's not like the other options are that. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. You haven't mentioned our boy Diego. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good point. Like, how is he not one of the top plays? I, I'm not a DFS guy, but like, I feel like looking at this slate, like, he's got to be up there, right? You would mm. think so. Uh, I don't know the problem is. That. 
He's priced pretty aggressively. He's like mm. 7,400 on DraftKings, but he's also like, I don't know. I love Diego, but I can see why uh, he's a risky play for sure. I if mean, you're not going to go if there's Caleb, a matchup that if there's a matchup that he's favored to play well in, it's this one, right? I mean, if at you look home at the game against last year UMass? against UMass, he wasn't, I think he had like 220 passing yards and like 80 rushing yards and like two total touchdowns. It wasn't like, the craziest game ever. That's a solid game, though. And they're at home this year. I generally find that I, I don't do that that well on week zero for whatever reason. Like, there's too much ramp up. There's too too much attention on it, like singularly concentrated attention. Every, like, there's nothing really else going on. There's not that many games. Um, there's not. I feel like there's just not that many opportunities to kind of find nuance to the slate um whereas like once you get into week one all right there's all these different slates across all these different days i feel like there's a better chance that i'll find an edge and an advantage and i'll have a good chance of like really having a, a good day one way or another whereas week zero it's like there's just what really there's like one slate there's not that many games it's just not it never really pays off for me five's like my sweet spot like five yeah. games is like where i live so i'm a i think um but there's so much ramp up, right? It's going to be covered by, so much by every single. Everyone's going to break down every single angle. Like we've got, like we got, we've gotten the slate like what, twelve days in advance. Like you, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not, it's not like getting a slate like three, four, five days in advance where everyone's in their cycles. Um, and people like, I don't know. It it just feels like it's for an information someone whose process is so much, so heavily information driven. It just doesn't play to my strengths. So you got the UTEP. Jacksonville State game. What what's the read on Jacksonville State? We're gonna have to wait a couple of weeks for some others to take control. I think uh, <laughs> Webb will get the nod week one, right, or week zero. Excuse me. Uh, uh, it's been interesting, kind of watching that the line on that game flip flop across zero. Um, mm-hmm. Like I think it opened up with UTEP as a favorite, then swung to Jacksonville State. Now I think it swung back. Um, I but when you were going through the games initially, that that's like you feel like we might get like a slate breaker one way or another from that game, right? It could be a few different ways. A Jacksonville state running back, Jacksonville state quarterback, Tyron Smith um, going nuts. Like if Dion gets 20 carries, uh, that could be interesting. And then they've got, they have, I forget. I can't, there's no, way I can pronounce his name, but their WR two has gotten talked up as like, okay, he came from Juco the previous year. Um, it can, similar to Tyron took a year to get acclimated. This could be a, a year, the year that he kind of, uh, takes on a more crucial role in the offense. Uh, so I feel like there's a few different ways of three, four, five different players that could pop off from that game. So yeah, I'm interested in it for sure. I feel like there's a lot of unknown in that game, just mainly because Jacksonville state's new to the FBS, but Rich I mean, Rob. you're right. Well, right. I mean that's a lot a lot of excitement, but like it's yeah. still like you all you read is like oh there's was it an Anwar Lewis or that's the running back I think, but they've got Here. like three three or four right like I don't think it's just a one guy going right. to get it all yeah I I almost I considered taking him in fifty team and in yeah and like I I couldn't get a great I I just you're basically what you're saying it like it felt like there's like two three guys uh that are fighting for that job it could be a split he's not like his body type isn't exactly scream bell cow like i couldn't right. get there in terms of pulling trigger relative to where he was going where he's likely to go and where he ended up going in the draft um because they're in alabama jacksonville state right now in florida they're in alabama right. they have like pretty good newspaper coverage there's at least two newspapers that write up uh stuff on them all the time uh and unfortunately, everything seems to say not Logan's mother's week zero. So, yeah, he's not. I think unfortunately, that's not going to happen. The good news is this isn't on the slate. They didn't oh, really? include this on DraftKings. Yeah, they started with the seven p.m. Say it again. We're going to get more slates. We'll get a showdown. There's no way they do a full seven, but they'll do like they'll do like two showdowns or something. The problem is it's Jacksonville State. I don't know how much action they believe people will throw on it. Notre Dame will certainly and, get and a, will, a showdown. That'll be nice. FanDuel will, yeah. FanDuel's but I don't do I don't mess with FanDuel. They don't they haven't earned my business. I enjoy that they that they are willing to do full day though. Like uh, 
at least. It's like the only, yeah. it's like the only thing they do right in DFS. I know. Is they're find a Dejeta full day slate. But yes. <laughs> you got to appreciate the ability to uh, watch everyone else's players go off at 12 and 3.30 while you're just chilling with like the 10, the 10 p.m. guys ready to go and you're ready to, to not actually make the full comeback. But the possibility exists for most of the day. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. I was looking at this slate earlier, and I saw a, a tweet earlier about uh, Vandy. They said they got a they got a game, and their stadium's not done. It's just completely like just uh, under construction. And I thought it was pretty interesting that um, they're having a game there. Like I know, obviously, I'm I'm a lot of soccer on my mind, but like there's a team that just got promoted to the Premier League that had to postpone their first game because their stadium isn't up to Premier League standards. And it made was me think Rexham? of it. What team was that? No, Luton Town. Mm, yep. Of course. Got promoted to the Premier League. And I have a, I have a feeling they're going to be quickly relegated back <laughs> down. But, like, they – for I don't know the exact um, regulations, but, like, your stadium has to hold a certain number of people, and theirs only holds, like, 5,200 or something like that. Something stupid, but anyway, it made me think of that. And I thought, I mean, Vanderbilt's a lot bigger than that, but still, like, you got Hawaii coming. They, couldn't they have not like moved that game? But I guess a week's not going to matter. Someone, <laughs> someone pointed out that like other teams have done construction in the past. I think it's just Oregon easy State to brag did on. last year. Oregon State had like half the stadium. I think I think Oregon State had like that one side of the field. Was or maybe that's this year they're doing that, but I think it was last year. I mean, to be fair, if there's one team that could sacrifice <laughs> stands, I mean, Vandy's got to be one of them, right? right. Like, so right. that'll be an interesting game. One yeah. of the rare games where you'll actually want to roster Vandy guys. Um, it, yeah. there's some interesting that's an interesting game from a DFS standpoint. I have some takes, but I'm curious if you guys want to start it off before well, I, I was going to ask if field. Andrew had a had a a read on Hawaii. What's the, what's the skinny on Hawaii? Basically no one, you're not able to get any like <laughs> accurate information in terms of what their starting line is going to look like behind, beyond Traeger, Chager and um, Tylen Hines. The idea, right. Is let's figure out the receivers. Um, Cause they're transitioning the run and shoot. I tend to think that, agnostic of where Pinocchio lines up on the field he'll start and he's going to get a bunch of targets and he'll be the best uh receiver in that system but it might be more wishful thinking than anything else like i've, I've been a fan of his uh for a while been kind of uh, drafting him most of the offseason uh taking some breaks as i got scared off by the lack of uh news kind of confirming that he'll be in a girl part but the few things that you gather i think it's it sounds like at minimum he'll be a starter um but you're a yeah, big tylen hines guy guy though right i like tylen yeah um i guess his prices got up uh and or just kind of stayed flat throughout the offseason there was no point really where there's been any, any discount other than kind of where he started off in march or april or whatever where he was pretty reasonable it's it though Main question, there, there, there are questions with him, though, right? Um, how many passes is, is he going to catch? Right. He's a small dude. They should be awful. So, right as yeah. running back, like... Like, his uh, numbers many, were, like, incredible last year, like, per carry. Um, per carry, yeah, but, you, like, look, saying, at, look back at his actual game logs, and it's like, eh. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you go just look at his raw stat line, you're like, yeah, yeah 600 yards yeah. on 86 carries, like... Right. I mean, you could dream. They, Man, give him 200 carries. Super, he's got 1,500 yards. They're super <laughs> thin at running back. Have you seen mm -hmm. some of the stuff they've – like they had like a Australian sprinter <laughs> or something like that is like getting – who's never played football before in his life is getting snaps in practice. And then my favorite was – I shit you not. They said like offensive lineman, some guy with like this super Hawaiian name – also took snaps and I'm like, I'm sorry, what, what's going on now? Like, but I mean, ultimately the problem here is their team total is 19 and mm. there's, there's, I mean, Pinocchio is the guy actually I've projected the highest at 14% of targets, four and a half targets, six points. Like there's just, it's just super hard to get 
a valuable player out of you know a, a non heavy market share in a 19 they'll have 19 to over goal. all overperform expectation like considerably yeah. there's just a lot of receivers like they all yeah. all fall they've said like oh here's six guys that have gotten a lot of snaps and yeah. stuff like that yeah. and like we all want the slot receiver to be fun but like i don't know if it matters your quarterback is shaky your team total is low you're not getting 30 percent of targets like yeah. i don't know i will certainly have some I will probably try to roster whoever I think will be like the lowest. What's that? Is he expensive or no? Uh, I think Pinocchio is like 5K or something like that. But like Chuki is 3K and Nishigaya is 3K. McBride's like 3.9. So like all those interesting slot guys are minimum, but that's the only thing that like keeps them alive is the fact that they're so cheap. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know you mentioned that, that you're intrigued by the San Jose State USC. Um, yeah. Is there this any? This is like the Cats K battle from from <laughs> week zero, day one. We see is is it going to be Marshawn Lloyd or is it going to be Austin Jones? It's, we have a few. Yeah. We have a few battles uh, this year. There was another one that I realized that we're kind of squaring off on. A, it slipped my mind, uh, but mm. I think we'll, we'll probably be up to three. Um, but that's definitely one of them, right? Uh, I'm still firmly Austin Jones. Uh, presumably, you haven't wavered. I have not wavered. No, no. We'll see on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. So I have well, a trade you won't offer. See it. I'll read it on GameCast. I have a pending trade offer over. that I'm just sitting on because I'm just not sure if I want to give up Marshawn Lloyd. Like I'm, I'm. But the problem What's is the like, offer. Um. Well, I, I, you know how I've been trying to to pawn off Ali Jennings, right, onto everybody. So. <laughs> He offered me Lejante Wester back, okay. and and I think it was a fifth next year. Mm, no, for Jennings and Lloyd. But I'm like, you, you can go be- do better. There's a lot of, way better than that. Yeah. Like well, the Wester one immediately upgrades the receiver, but I, and Lloyd, like I would be just giving Lloyd away. I feel like at that point. It's certainly possible he is not the starter. And that's my point. Like, I could give him but, away and he doesn't do anything and it works out. Or I give him away and he's a thousand-yard rusher. I mean, way more than that, potentially, too, with all the right. touchdowns. And stuff. I mean, right. like, whoever – it's truly whoever is the guy will be a great guy. Like, it doesn't right. – they've shown enough talent, both sides of it. They've shown they both can be good in the passing game enough that, like, it's just a matter of who's the guy. And I think – I don't know. I think that Lincoln Riley is going to just do the old Travis Dye thing and give one guy 50% of carries. But I, you know, there is a world too where like both of them see like 35 to 40% of carries, which is like maybe 12 to 15, you know, like 15 touches each total. Like in a USC offense, that's still incredible. Like, and you're still not getting enough back in that trade, even if right. he's getting 15 touches a game. Andrew, you, you seem like you didn't agree with that it's just funny the the idea that marshawn lloyd could take 50 percent of the carries and not get hurt over like a six quarter time period um if if they try and stop like that would be a great outcome right for me if they try and saddle him with that workload like he'll go down real quick and then we'll be (laughs) then we'll be all set with uh austin jones (laughs) uh well let's move to receivers then because i know Oh, I, I remembered oh. one of our uh, where our where we're on Ooh. opposite pages, dude. The the Southern Miss receiver of choice this year. Ah, you're, oh, you're, yeah, you're yeah. a Mims fan, and I'm on oh. I'm uh, Team Caston. Yeah, I am a Mims guy. I have him a little so bit. I almost grabbed him in Dynasty, in but I just ran out of roster, uh, roster spots yeah. to grab him. So I was like, uh, I'll get him later if I feel like it. But, but I remember you saying that in the chat. You're like, no, that's Chris's guy. Yeah. I'm a Caston guy. I forgot about Mims, but yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. True sophomore, why not? Dynasty, right? Um, Apparently so Caston's Caston has a concussion, so it's off to a good start for me. Ooh. Um, so the receivers at USC, Fine. I know Chris, you like a bunch of them. Um, you grabbed Rice in our in our dynasty when you had the the whole floor to take every pick because everyone else had run out of roster spots. You grabbed him. Yeah. Do you like him, or did you just grab him because? Why the hell not? Because he's. Gonna I like play. him. Okay, I like him. My best ball strategy was like just was try to draft the one as late as possible. 
So like I ended up taking Singer a good bit towards the end because he was falling to like the ninth, twelfth round, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like if he's gonna have, I mean, like there's a lot of guys, sure, but like Caleb Williams is gonna throw to the best receiver, which I think is Singer at least this year. Um, you know, Taj Washington's super interesting to me. The guy I'm the least on is Mario, but even then I would take Mario at the end. I mean, he literally yeah. went in like the thirtieth round of this last best ball, like. How do you not get a receiver from USC's offense that's going to play a good bit? Like, why would you not? Right? That and like, like that an injury, like an injury can completely just move everybody up the pecking order. Like, if to any of those guys, right? Like, you get an injury from them, and then now instead of six targets, he gets eight or nine. You know, like it, it could make a big difference. Are you comfortable starting, or which of them are you comfortable starting when everyone's healthy? You know, like. Just the standard, okay, I set my lineup and let's say yeah. I have to start. So that's the catch, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 that was my theory for best ball because I don't have to make the decision. Good theory, yeah. <laughs> uh, in a redraft, really the only guy I would be comfortable with is um, Singer. I would lean comfortable with Taj. I think that's who I, I was going to say. I, the problem is he's been hurt a little bit more recently. So that's giving me some caution. But in like before, camp? what's that? In camp? Apparently, he like missed a day or two of practice or something. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, I, you know, let me see real quick. Uh, yeah, just basically limited in practice. So, like, you know, that's giving me some caution, but it doesn't seem super serious. So we'll see. But those are the only yeah. two. I wouldn't, Brandon Rice is the next closest, but. I don't know. I think sometimes it's the whole bowl game thing, right? Like a guy blows up in the bowl game the next year, and then all of a sudden it's like this, yeah. you know, then he's on the freak list, and then everybody blows up about <laughs> him, and it's like, all right, like, can we remember they actually have to play football? So I like him. I just, from a redraft perspective, it's you pretty much have to wait like three weeks, four weeks until you can feel comfortable with that's fair with him and Mario. Yeah. I hate that you say that about Mario because. I've held on to him and hoping somebody will be like, oh, yeah, I'll give you a pick for that. And they don't. So I'm just going to hold on to him. Do you? Yeah. So I think we got a pretty good split then. All three of us have the have the USC room. So that's that's Caleb. Caleb definitely likes throwing to Taj. Like you could see it once. uh, It kind of took the Addison injury for him to get something more representative of a full-time role last year. But dude loves throwing to that guy. Yeah, that's who I would. That's the guy I would. Uh, if I had to put all my eggs in the basket, that's who I'd pick. The problem is Caleb is just such a good, true passer. I was talking yeah, actually yeah. with yeah. with Francis and Froton. Like you, I looked at this in a tweet. I sent this in a tweet months ago. Like if you want like a heavy usage guy, like in terms of market share of targets, like you almost have to have a shitty quarterback because like they have to be so dependent on you. Like yeah. some real high school stuff, you know, like. So, you know, that's the hard part, right? Caleb is a true good quarterback. So he is going to take what the offense, you know, the defense gives him. He's going to actually use all of his weapons. Yeah. Doesn't have to throw it to one guy. So that's where it comes into play where he he spreads it around maybe a little bit more than we thought. Like last year, like even Addison being hurt a little bit, he still was spreading it around more than we all thought he would. Like even if Addison didn't miss, it was banged up. Like he still wasn't getting a crazy amount of targets, which we all thought he would. Yeah. All right. Um, I know we we kind of skipped over this game actually. Ohio, San Diego State. I know Rourke is kind of the the big play there. Um, outside of him, who would you who would you be considering in this game? Wiggles, right? That's the guy. But do you either one of you? You what, how do you expect Rourke to play in this game, and where are you anticipating him from a health perspective, Chris? Obviously, um, I'm putting you in an impossible position, but so what are your vibes? Yeah, I think he's probably fine, right? Like he's, a, I wrote, I so I wrote my campus to Canton article and I said, good news is Curtis Rourke is not a runner. And then I said, bad news is Curtis Rourke is not a runner. Like, so I don't think it matters. Like, I think it'll be fine. It's enough time. He's just a passer. He's not going to run. He runs fairly decently. Just the usage isn't there. But also that's a detriment too. Like in the team total is in the twenties, 
Yeah. So like it's truly a dependent. You really are saying I'm playing Rourke because I believe Vegas is wrong, which I know a lot of people are on that train, whether it's Ohio over or the game over, or you don't play Wiggles or Rourke because you think it's correct. And Rourke is priced mid to high enough where it makes sense to kind of use them sparingly. What do you think the like ownership distribution will look like between them and Bengal? On Saturday? Yeah. I don't know. Saturday's interesting. You pretty much have, you lock in Caleb for one spot, right? Like he's got to be what, like 80% owned or better. Like, so there goes a ton of potential ownership. I would imagine Bangura's higher than, um, owned higher than Rourke. But Rourke's 5K, right? He's super cheap. Like, wouldn't you expect a, a combined like 150% from Rourke and uh, mm. and Caleb? The pricing is tempting for sure. I, <laughs> I think people will be good on Cordero, but you're right. Your Rourke's going to be fairly high owned, but there's just going to be so much value that Bangura wouldn't be hard to be 50%. I know, either, it's annoying. Though. That's the thing, right? Because I was thinking like maybe I there's like a lot of ways that though as much as i want to be in on ohio passing there's like a few different ways they could fail and then maybe bangor has a nice game but you're not even going to get like the full benefit of that because there, like there's not going to be a problem fitting bangor into lineups agnostic of what other decisions yeah. you make there's just so many receivers that are cheap you know yeah bangor is good in the passing game so like you could put, and it's a five-game slate, so you could put yeah. Rourke and Bangura together. Like, it is, you're going to be able to fit almost whatever you want. See, this is why we, guys. Needed, we, needed, we needed the UTEP Jacksonville State game on this uh, slate. Yeah, really well, you messed know, up, up. But I know you guys talked about it when you did the Mac podcast, or that was yeah. the one Andrew did, right? That was the one you hosted, wasn't it? I missed that yeah. one. Yeah. Chris gave me shit for going in alphabetical order with no <laughs> And you know what's funny about that? I didn't say anything about it. And I, I wasn't after wrong. About, after about three, I said, he's just going in alphabetical order. <laughs> it's the I, most I inspiring up conference to Andrew, and he <laughs> did it a disservice by going alphabetical you, order. You know why you know why I did it? Um because I made I made sure like I double checked my list of all the teams and just like wrote them all down before so that I didn't have a repeat of when I hosted with Kyle and forgot two teams and then got <laughs> called out on it. Um, so I, like it, my number one priority was just not forgetting teams this time. Um, so sure. just get my nice bulleted list thing and think about the order and just like, we're not, when this episode fails, it won't be that for that reason. <laughs> well, anyway, I remember that at that episode and I remember you guys talked about Rourke and he's coming off the ACL injury. Mm -hmm. That's gotta be why, he would be priced so low, right? Like, I think they're just dumb. You really? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't think there's a rhyme. I, I, again, I don't do the DFS thing like that. I just wonder, like, the, um, the Vegas line too. They're they're a three point underdog, right? Something around there. Yeah, with the it's a low. It's like fifty two or fifty four is the game total or something like that. It's yeah. not very. And they're on the it's road. Not supposed to be a high scoring game. They're on the road. They're in San Diego, like, and, and San Diego State's always pretty you know, pretty tough to play. So, um, so, um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I understand the line, but, and maybe there's just, is uncertainty with work. Like, look, he hasn't played. And I think it is more, um, so the coming off the ACL thing, I think it's more, not so much that some human being looked at it and was like, Oh, he's, he might be hurt. I think it's more, they probably based uh, pricing off of like end of season stats or something. His are deflated as a result of missing games. And like that is more of a factor than anything else. Like they, I know that DraftKings, like, so when they pull in all their data, they there's something, they do something where they pull in depth charts once depth charts have been created and they factor that into their algorithm, their pricing algorithm, but there's no depth charts at this point. So I don't know what they're doing. I assume it's largely based on prior year stats and like mm. dictated by that. And I, they do, do, obviously there's like manual overrides to some degree, but like, yeah, well, it's kind of like, um, 
how Fantrax does it. If you do, a, if you set up a league that does like yeah, exactly. salary, it, mm-hmm. it takes like the last season stats, or it will take if there's projections available, it will take those. Yeah, but probably the same same thing they've got going on. Totally. So no love for San Diego State. You guys aren't touching them, huh? Well, their running backs are a shit show. It's like <laughs> just a bunch of random guys, right? Um, no, I knew that. I just wanted to hear you say it. I don't. I don't mind Jalen Maiden as quarterback. I probably would be more likely to just grab a, you know, like Penny, I think it is, that's cheap and a top two receiver. Like Ohio's defensive backs apparently are just the worst. So, like, if you have no real true running game, like no stud back that you can, like, count on to steal all the shit, right? Like, then I'm going to say, all right, well, like, maybe it's worth the passing game a little bit, but also too, I'm going to play enough lineups where it is possible to play some and not be like heavily exposed. Are you going to play Yankees uh, dog, Mark Redmond? <sighs> you pretty much never, I mean, you'd have to, it's so hard pressed to play a tight end. And I don't think he's that cheap. He's, he's like 4,800 or something like that. Um, so he's not like, let's see if I can find him real quick. <laughs> He's not as cheap as you'd think. They respect him. 3500 So, I'm sorry. I was a little high on that one. But, no, I'm just not going to – you'd have to – like, there's very rare tight ends that would be worthy of using. Although 3500 is possible, it's just not the slate to do it, right? Like, right, right, right. If it's a full main slate, you have less murkiness yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know – you need a cheap guy that you have to find that that actually makes more sense than week zero. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the last game of the slate, I guess, or of that of the week zero slate, slate is FIU Louisiana Tech. So um, when, you say, when you say last game, is it the is that the latest start time? Nine p.m. Eastern. Hank yeah. Hank after dark. Yeah. So, how do you all feel about Hank at Louisiana Tech? Uh, I'm very interested in kind of double stacking uh, Hank and uh, Cyrus Allen and Smoke Harris uh, in that game. You know, you know, I like uh, a good late late slate and playing the, the late night games. Uh, get kids are in bed, get a couple drinks. I mean, let's uh, see if we can rise up the leaderboard a little bit. Uh, so I'm down. Let's do it. Um, I don't know. I mean, how can you really be confident considering like the dude is the poster boy for quitting on his team uh, <laughs> the previous year. And we even before that, it was just, all right, as soon as I'm ready to buy it back in, time to let us down. The like, crazy yeah. part about him was he peaked in the very first game he ever played. Yeah. yeah. It can't like, be many guys that their best game ever was their first game ever. Like, like and it, it, it wasn't freshman. like he played a, like a nobody. Like it was Florida State in – it was supposed to be neutral – but then they had to move it because of the hurricane or whatever. They had to play in Tallahassee, and they go. He goes in there and plays like phenomenal against Florida State. And then from that point on, you, you like the bar was set, and it's like he never got there again. Um, but in our dynasty league, you, you want to guess who drafted him or who Mega, who Whedon. who owns him? Megatron. No, no, no. I guess I should have I should have clarified. This is in. Oh no! This is the dynasty, so it's not Whedon. It's not Clint. Megatide. Clint. Clint. Makes sense. Clint's always yeah. looking for Boise connections. Yeah, to, yeah. To... I always have to remember. I have to think if he's in this league or not because I'm like, okay, do I do I need to target the Boise guy now or <laughs> or can I let him go because nobody else will know about it? Is he? He's Canadian, right? What part of Canada is he in? Unclear. Is he out west, like BC or something? Is that why he's um, got the, the the edge on Boise? He's mentioned that he golfs before, so you like you can't play golf right in the northwest. Like I assume it's always <laughs> negative thirty degrees there. <laughs> Once you cross into the Canadian across the border, it's it's it just drops like twenty degrees instantly. It's not good. <laughs> no, I, but to get back to Hank, um, I he projects super well. It's just the team total is so good. It actually makes a lot of sense too, right? Like they're out their best running back, yeah, right? Maybe out their second running back, their third running back, like looked good and decent, like low usage last year over the full season. So like, there's some question marks about like how much will they actually run it? They also the best skill guys are 
the receivers. So like, right. it makes a lot of sense. Um, the trouble is obviously Hank doesn't run. So you just got to hope that he's slinging it, you know, he's just yeah. whipping yeah. it around. Sucks Crosby. Uh, it's hurt. I love that dude. I, I, I was drafting him as often as I could in best balls before. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Clint is watching. Oh, <laughs> one okay. of our two, one of our two viewers happens to be him. Um, nice. He's a half hour North of Montana. So there it is. That's why he's got the hookup with Boise. He's got no FBS programs around him. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like Boise gets a lot of Canadian recruits too. Like they don't yeah. ever usually pan out to be like big, big players. But I do know like if you go down their list, I haven't looked this year, but I know it's always like a few of them. And um, you don't see that a lot of other places. Um, I don't even know what, how that recruiting trip goes. Like, I mean, I don't think any SEC teams are going up to Canada to recruit players. But I could not, not not above, like <laughs> not over in Idaho area. That's for sure. Right, right. So I wonder how they even get to that. Um, so like, I, I guess the only other game we really didn't talk about was Navy Notre Dame. That's the first one. We we didn't really touch on New Mexico State UMass all that much. Oh, that's true. We kind of talked about why Diego was the guy to take, but. You get either either one, either game. If you want to talk about it, it doesn't matter to me. Andrew? Andrew. Dude, I, I, I don't understand. Well, I assume that that dude, Anthony Watkins, is one of those guys just with an insane, like just an awful teammate or a horrible character. Oh, like, uh, the TCU guy? Yeah. Like, yeah. You look at his game logs and it's like 77 yard touchdown, one carry. And right. the dude can't crack higher than third or fourth string on New Mexico State. Like, you got to assume that he's just. When he transferred there, I think it was before last season. Yeah. I had I grabbed him in our in our supplemental because I thought, okay, you know, he's clearly got talent. He was at TCU, goes to New Mexico yeah. State. He's going to be their their best athlete on the roster, and then he like doesn't see the field. Yeah. So so I think I, I, I'm probably with you there. Like there's there's something that we don't see. So totally. And then with receivers, I, it seems like they just kind of cycle. Uh, they do the hockey shift uh, type deal. <laughs> So, is that game on slate? That's the prime time game. Oh, seven o'clock, seven p.m. ESPN. Yeah, it, you're just throwing darts, I think, with uh their with their receiver room, uh, right? Just and hope that you get a like three or four catches and a touchdown and some yards. Yeah, there's no reason to think that um any of these guys is like anything crazy. They're just kind of all random and they mix in a bunch, like yeah. And, you know, we love Diego. He's not really the most elite passer. So, you know, he, he doesn't give, he doesn't help us out there as well. But yeah. And then, and then like running backs are kind of the same thing too, where they all just kind of, there's not really a clear guy between like Star and Jamani Jones. So, right. you know, I, you know, I made a point to say we didn't talk about this game yet. Here I go saying only Diego's the only relevant guy. <laughs> like I said from the beginning. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like, I think every draft I've seen, he goes somewhere in the draft, but none of the receivers are ever taken. I don't. I don't think that I've ever seen the receivers go. What do you think their leading receiver had last year? I don't know. Have, do you know? Or are you this, just I know this is where okay. you guess. Twenty-seven uh, yards. I'm gonna say yeah, five hundred. Basic, yeah, two, 20 for 440 or 24 for 343 and four touchdowns. So, like, Ugh. 20s and 400 yards. That's, like, basically it. So, I mean, like, it, everybody was between 12 and 25 catches. So, like, that's just kind of what they do, I guess. Yet, they still won, what, six or seven games, Jerry Kill? So. Yeah, yeah man. They, they don't play it. Uh, was that last year or the year before they played the same team twice on the schedule? Or was that the COVID year? Two years ago. It was them for sure. They went, yeah. They had a weird, like within a month too, by the way, they had a weird, they've had a weird background because they were in a division, like in a conference. Then they were going FCS, I think. Right. And then they came back independent. Or was that, you yeah. am I thinking of that them in Idaho, right? But then Idaho yeah. kept going towards yeah. FCS. Whereas New Mexico State came back, right? They play um they play thirteen this year. Do they? Yeah. 
Uh, well, this, that's Andrew's thing. Andrew always has that. He always finds the, the, Dude, the 13 well, game. Then Hawaii, too, right? For the Hawaii. Yeah, but it's not as cool because both those teams play uh, week zero. So really, you're getting just 12 games. It doesn't, I mean, you're getting 13 games, but only 12 of them are relevant. Yeah. To, what's interesting is I saw somebody is playing in a league where the scoring is you take whatever number is better between week zero and week one if you play in both. Yeah, that's cool. Gives you actual. Which then it actually makes. Yeah. Some sense yeah. in this school for Diego and others. I, I looked at their schedule just to see, you know, like it's actually really nice until you get to the end. Like they, you know, they go through the UMass, Western Illinois, Liberty, blah, blah, blah. Then they get down there at Western Kentucky, at Auburn. <laughs> I don't, I, is Western Kentucky's defense supposed to be good? I got to think no, right? But well, in what context are you talking about from a fantasy perspective or real life? Because they're them in USC, like from a stopping like, Diego standpoint. Oh, I mean, I think it's the two best teams they play by far. Well, I guess Louisiana Tech's on there too. But the question is, should I go see Diego boots on the ground November eighteenth? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the thing is, I could probably sell those tickets for a lot of money. But how many tickets you got? How many you need, Zach? <laughs> well, no, I only have you two. You have three. Have Do you have three tickets? I don't have three, no. I think uh, my wife would skip New Mexico State, though, to be fair. <laughs> that would be a BTR-type game, wouldn't it? <laughs> Some crap like that. Um, <clears throat> that is something we have all talked about doing that we've just never done yet, that we all three want to like go to 2A game, but we've never really picked out. wonder if we should put it out there for a vote. Well, you know, maybe we put it out to our our fans and That's they choose, but they also pay. Oh, that would be that'd be ideal. Yeah, we started GoFundMe. A GoFundMe for the BTR, um, the BTR boots game. on the ground. Yeah, boots on the ground <laughs> game. <laughs> that'd be great. Um, I, what, do you think, what do you think they would pick for us? What do you think our fans, all seven of them, would pick for us? I don't know. I, like a real I game? You you think it'd be like? You know, New Mexico State, UMass. Like, what do we think they would actually <laughs> like, do? Like a DGen game or like a legit like Alabama, Texas game. Like, would that be the one they pick? I think I, you put it out there as the as the head of the. Uh, I don't think people are going to donate to a GoFundMe. No, I'm not asking. I'm not. I'm not asking for the money. I'm just saying, <laughs> if if money was not a problem, just say what game could you see the three of us going to? Okay. Like actually being at. Um, let's get back to the topic though. So Notre Dame Navy, the last one, even though it's the first one on the slate, is there anything of note in that game that you're keeping an eye on? Cause if, Navy seems so boring to me. Yeah. I'm so boring. To see if Notre Dame's passing offense is viable. Um, right. I mean, I'm not super interested in the idea of a tight end coach. Suddenly, being an offensive coordinator and being really good at it, uh, their receiver room like it's funny. Like on Twitter, you see all these these highlights of Hartman throwing darts and hitting these guys, and they, it all sounds great. Uh, but none of these guys have any stats to their name, and there's lots. Of, it feels like there's more reason to be skeptical than optimistic. Um, initially, I was like super interested in betting some Sam Hartman season long unders, but I've since just kind of opted for a middle because Twitter scared me into thinking that they might not be terrible uh, passing the ball. And, but that, yeah, that, that's the thing I'm most interested in. Yeah. Sorry. The, the dogs just went nuts for a second there. Uh, yeah. The passing game is super interesting to me. I, I want to know what receiver is relevant. I want to, I think Hartman will be good. But, you know, what is the offense going to look like? You know, who's going to be the receiver they throw to? Is it Merriweather? Is it Thomas? So, you know, or is Beamer it in the background. Is it, enough, is, it? is it enough to matter if they split it up, like three or four guys? Like, is it enough True to? to it. Do they um, do a committee? Do they do like they did with Diggs and Estime? I don't know if we'll get that answer because they're going to probably wallop Navy, especially with, like, the new rule or whatever that hurts triple option teams. But I don't know. Um I'm interested to see what Notre Dame can do offensively. Okay. Uh, I guess kind of pivot to the, the thing I wanted to actually ask you guys about, because um, you know I'm into this kind of stuff. With 
all this talk of conference realignment, all that crap, right? I've I've kind of picked up bits and pieces, and I, I noticed that like the ACC like gave Notre Dame a say in Cal Stanford, like they were talking about potentially trying to get Cal and Stanford. And I'm wondering if they put that on the table and says, if you get them, we'll join the ACC full time. I don't no, know. Not. They're just I, trying I, to throw their way to right, right, right. And I just wondered why the ACC would even give them a say at that point. It, no, it's, they don't, they get, they get a vote, right? right. So yeah, it's not like the ACC is just saying like, we'll listen to you. Like they get an actual vote on it. Um, and I think it has to do with whatever agreement they, they have where yeah. they play X amount of ACC teams per year. Yeah. And it's only, well, in basketball, it doesn't matter because they're already, they're in the ACC in basketball, right? No. Notre just, Dame is, yeah. 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 It's just football. They're independent. But I was just wondering, like, if, if they do this, you know, down the line and they say, well, you got to yeah. win your conference to get into the, the playoff. Right. Like, what is Notre Dame going to do? Well, they have an instant pathway to the ACC. Like, I think that's – I think their door is always open, right? Yeah. Isn't that how it is? Um, not trying to go too deep into it. Chris, do you have any thoughts on it? My dogs are going ape shit, so I have no thoughts on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, well, I, I read yeah. something about, like, why Notre Dame had, like, a say, and it kind of made sense, but I don't remember it. Um, I just explained it for us. Oh, okay. Because I, I think I, I read something – I think that I read something. They said they play. Was it like six, five, or six ACC? They play. Games? They do play some ACC games, yeah. And I think they said like if you were to get Cal and Stanford, they'd be at seven or eight games. So they're like, well, you might as well just be in the ACC if you're going to play eight teams from the conference, right? But I don't know. It's just a thought. I I was thinking about, it and I was like, I wonder if that'll ever happen. But it's not really important. That'll never happen. Never <laughs> they don't have to. They're just never going to go into a conference. And I don't blame them, but they never will. You're probably right. But um, any last thoughts on week zero? No, I mean, what's fun about it is that, like, we do it on Saturday and then it all kicks back up again on, is it Wednesday or Thursday? I think it's Thursday, Thursday right? Yeah, I, we didn't. So get, I don't, we don't get the random Wednesday game this year. Like in the past, we've had. What was it? Like, UAB and yeah. North Alabama that one time. Yeah, that that All was right. awesome. Um, that was hard. They, to... we, yeah, we need to bring that back. That, that was nice. <laughs> so I'm gonna put both of you on the spot. A week zero surprising result, whether it's a game or a player or good or bad. Hmm. Uh, well, I'll say a couple of things. I think Hawaii is a complete dud. I think Diego Heisman campaign starts Ooh. Saturday night. Yes. And ends uh, one. let's see. <laughs> it starts week zero. Hopefully, and just hopefully Marshawn Lloyd. That's all I got to say. I think Lloyd <laughs> will be. I think that's going to be a crazy high scoring game for USC. And especially if Lockhart's not playing, that'll be pretty ugly. But I think Lloyd will. I think Lloyd's going to be. I. I'm just gonna keep speaking into existence until it happens. <laughs> I think he, I think Lloyd gets out of the first quarter healthy because he doesn't leave the sideline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we have to say how things go from there. Um, I think that UTEP wins by a couple scores. Zion Webb wishes he didn't come back for his seventh year, and the door starts to crack open a little more for Logan Smothers. Okay. Is that is that wishful thinking or is that like yeah. you really you yeah. really think that's yeah. gonna happen? It's wishful thinking. <laughs> no, you've been talking him up for a while, so a perfect dream fit in Richard. Well, it's funny. Uh, last thing before we go, like I remember like doing my little research on Jacksonville State, the little that's out there, right? At least back a couple months ago, and um, they were talking about like Zion Webb's eligibility was in question and and everything and i'm thinking well he, he's been in college for however many years like he's gonna get it come on he's they're gonna give it to him so it's because he's going to fbs he's gonna get his and of course he did get his eligibility so how do you not play him you know how do you not start the guy if he comes back for a seventh year yeah, it makes sense yeah at least give him the chance 
It's interesting how a guy gets eligibility in his seventh year, but some guys are getting denied on a second transfer. Right. Just interesting concept. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that was pretty good for our first one. All three of us. Since I, I think I did the, the, the math on it. It was like January, middle of January of my last one. I think me, Andrew and I did one, but um, it's pretty good. We write it about an hour. So um, I hope we, enlightened you before week zero and um hopefully we can all three be back on it but i will say chris and andrew did an incredible job with the uh, conference previews and um hopefully we can we can continue this moving forward but i know some there's some form of the pod will be pretty weekly so um when you're not throwing kids out of soccer games right, they'll be here right but right yeah, i actually I, and it's funny I haven't ever actually given a card yet and I've been waiting to give a card and I just, nobody's, nobody's mouthing off other than parents, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, but anyway, um, thanks you guys for listening to us and we'll be back in some form probably next week before week one. So have a good one guys. Bye.